This is the People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies Department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first-person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision-making. In this episode of the People in Their Work podcast, we will hear from hand-lettering artist Haley Berry. Haley's story is a great example of how artists can make a living. Her company is type-affiliated. She is recognized as a Utah Valley 40 Under 40 in 2020 and designed the UVU A Place for You marketing campaign. I kind of knew from a very early age that I wanted to be an illustrator. Like, that's just what I wanted to do. The thing that was really interesting is that as I continued through school, like elementary school and middle school and high school, uh, as, as someone who wants to do art, you're constantly faced with people saying, oh, is that a real job? Can you make money doing that? And, and, and there's a lot of doubt there. And I think that, that that keeps a lot of people from going into art. But the thing that I was really lucky in is that I had artists on both sides of my family that were doing a career in art. So my grandpa on my mom's side, he was an illustrator and designer full time. And then I had an uncle on my dad's side who was a children's book illustrator. And so I think for me, I had a pretty lucky start in the fact that I didn't just see artists as these people that sat around and, you know, slept in all day and painted to their heart's content and danced around in the woods. You know, like, I think a lot of people have this really weird perspective of artists as these crazy bohemians. But for me, I saw artists as people that woke up and worked all day and worked really hard, you know, and then got paid to do it and were able to make a really good living. And so for me, that that was never an issue. And I just knew that was something I wanted to do. So pretty much my whole life I was drawing and that was that was what I was going to do. Um, when I was in high school, I guess kind of how I got into the lettering vein of things, which is, is what I do now. I'm a full-time lettering artist and I do murals and sign painting for businesses. How I got into that was when I was 16, I got my second job. So I had had a job since I was 14. I think that's important to say too. Like I always had a job, but when I was 16, I had a job working in an antique store and it was a great place to work. And one time my boss asked me to make a sign for a sofa that said 25% off. And so, you know, I, I drew it and I drew the letters to look really, really nice. And, and I stuck it on the couch and he goes, wow, I had no idea you did hand lettering. And I was like, well, what the heck is hand lettering? Like if you can draw people and cars and houses and you know, all these other things, I was like, why in the world couldn't you draw letters? Like to me, it was kind of a no brainer, but that's when I realized that hand lettering was kind of its own thing. And that it was something that you could actually you know, do as a job. And people were coming into the store and wanting to buy the 25% off signs that I had made, which was ridiculous, but it was really cool. And so I started painting signs for the antique store to sell and it kind of turned into a thing. And, and then people started hiring me for random projects. When I was 16, I got hired, uh, to make some stuff for a lagoon commercial and, and just, you know, one thing was leading to another and I was starting to get these random jobs. And so I thought, well, okay, hand littering, like that's a, that is something that is in demand and it's something that I'm really, really good at. And I was good at it. And the thing that I liked about it was it was a really good combination of illustration. It was all drawing. It was working with your hands, but it also combined all those elements of design. I always loved composition. I loved how things fit together. And I loved that lettering, uh, was this art form that, that, uh, could communicate a message but not just from the words it was from the way that you drew the letters so I loved the fact that like I could show something I had drawn to someone who didn't even speak English and if I had done my job right they would still understand the message I was trying to send from the way that I had designed it and I think that's what design is all about and so I love doing that um as soon as I graduated high school I kind of you know realized like okay if I want to do this 
right? I'm going to have to actually get busy doing this. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest problem that a lot of people that want to do art face is they just think they can sit at home and make art and that someone is magically going to find out about it and is magically going to buy it and they're going to be able to live this life. But the thing is, that's not how it works. You have to put yourself out there. So as soon as I graduated high school, what I started doing is I would make lists of people that I thought could use an artist. And so I would go to restaurants and if there was ever a restaurant or something with a blank wall or a business, I would track down the email of the owner and I would send him a, a message. It would say, you know, like, hi, my name is Haley. Here's some examples of my work. Like you have a big blank wall. Have you ever thought of putting some art on there? And, and you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 17 years old, but but, you know, it was somewhere to start and it worked. And <laughs> and after doing it a bunch and, you know, most people say no, 90% of people say no, but all you need is one or two people to say yes. And, and there was a place called Poppin' Sweets and they actually emailed me back and said, yes, we need these menu boards done and we need something on the wall and we need something for our Cedar City location. Can you go down there this Friday and paint? And I was like, yeah. And so that was really my first real client job that I got, but it just came from from asking for stuff, and I'm a big believer in that. I believe that if you want something, you have to go out and ask for it. Like, no one is just gonna assume that that's what you want or know about you. Like, you have to go out and ask for it. And it's something that makes people really, really nervous, but the fact of the matter is, like, the more you do it, the less scary you realize it is. Like, it's not scary. Having people tell you no, it, it, it's not bad. <laughs> it gets easier the more and more you do it. And so that's really how I got started was just was just doing that and and asking people for work. And again, most people said no, but a couple said yes. And that's all I needed to start building a portfolio and to start saying, hey, look, you know, here I am and I'm doing work for actual businesses, not just for me and sharing that work. Um, I started at UVU. This is interesting. So going to school was something I didn't want to do. Uh, after high school, people were always asking me, like, where are you going to go to college? And I just did not want to go to college. I thought that sounded terrible. I just made it through, you know, 12 years of, of school. And I thought, why in the world would I want to go to more school? And, and it was always funny to me, too, because, you know, again, you don't need a degree to do art right? Like, you just don't. And so the whole idea of going to school just, just kind of was a turnoff to me. But I ended up deciding to do it anyway. And I went to UVU and I really, I really had doubts. I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't, I don't know. And then in my very first semester, I learned so much stuff about drawing and design and these different programs I didn't know. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because even though you don't need a degree to practice art, like really, if you are an artist whether you are in school or whether you're graduated, like you should be making and selling work. Like that is just a fact. You should be doing that because that is how you're going to get real experience. But the thing is like the things I was learning in school, those were amazing and those were helping me so, so much. And every single semester I would learn something that I was able to then directly apply to the work I was doing. And it was amazing. And so people would always ask me like, hey, you're already working in this. Why in the world are you in school? And I was just like, no, you don't understand. Like I am learning so much in school that is then helping me to work. And on the flip side of that, most of my school projects, I ended up figuring out a way to get paid to do them, <laughs> which was great. Like I, you know, if, if, for instance, and I was in an intro to design class, and we had to design a band poster. So instead of just designing a random band poster for a band that, you know, didn't exist or, or was someone that wasn't really practicing, I put out a thing on Instagram and said, hey, look, if you are a band, I will give you 50% off 
your band poster design. And so a real band hired me and I got paid. And, you know, I was able to use that project for the assignment, but I also got paid for it and it was put up all over town and I got more work from that. And that's kind of how I did a lot of my assignments is I was always trying to figure out a way to get paid to do my homework, (laughs) which sounds really funny, but it's like, that is the whole point of this is that making work for school really shouldn't be just making random things. It should be making work that is going to help you in your career and be something that you really want to put in your portfolio. And so that's kind of how I always did school. And I stressed out a lot of my teachers um, because (laughs) a lot of times they were like, what are you doing? This isn't really, you know, your, your assignment, you're doing it a little bit differently. But the fact of the matter is like, I was, I was making money and I was doing real work in the real industry and I was, you know, doing really good things. And so I was happy about that. Um, let's see, what else is my story? Do you want to talk about, um, when you started college and, you know, and you were doing political science for a while, do you want to, does that fit into the story? I mean, kind of, it's, it's sort of that whole same thing. So when I, when I very first started out, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do an art degree. Actually, originally for my first semester, I'd signed up doing political science just because I thought, well, I don't really want to work in this, but I love government. I love history. Um, I'd like to learn more about it and it's just something good I can learn and then I can do art for my job. But in that first semester though, I was taking some art classes as well and I ended up switching. So I only did political science for a semester, but it was great. I still learned a lot of cool stuff, took some cool classes there. At one point, you know, I had done school for a few semesters. I had kind of worked on projects for clients before that. I went on a mission, um, came back and I got a job cleaning houses. And it was the worst job I had ever had. And I had had a lot of jobs. Like, again, like I said, I had been working since I was 14, like, in the schools or in the summers during high school. Like, I worked full time. I always had a job and I always worked. But cleaning houses was terrible. There were so many things about it I just hated. And I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. If I want to be doing art and I want to be working in art, I need to do something that is going to get me working in art. (laughs) And so what I did is, again, I started making lists of people that I thought, could maybe hire me for something. And two years before I had gone to a a presentation or a seminar, I guess, at UVU where Melissa Esplin had spoke. She's a calligrapher and she has a business called calligraphy.org and she does really great stuff. And she had spoke at UVU and while she was presenting, I had hand lettered her a thank you note and I had given it to her at the end of her presentation and just said, hey, you know, thank you. That was really great. Here you go. All right. So that had been two years before and I thought, well, she would be cool to work for. So what I did is I, I tracked down her name and I tracked down her information, was able to find her email and I sent her an email and I said, hey, my name is Haley Berry. Um, I'm, I'm a really big fan of your work. Like, I love what you do. I went to a presentation that you gave at UVU like two years ago and I, I lettered you a thank you note. Have you ever thought about hiring a personal assistant? <laughs> and that's what I said. And I sent it. And even as I was sending it, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Like, that's crazy. But she emailed me back right away and was like, oh, my gosh, I love that note. It's hanging on my wall. Yes, I, I would love a personal assistant. I've been thinking about it for a while, but I just never did it. Yeah, come interview at my house. And that week I went to her house and interviewed and I got a job. And it was so crazy. And and again, she's really big in that industry. And she knows a lot of stuff. And people, when they found out I was working with her I had so many people like send me messages and they were like oh my gosh I can't believe you're working with Melissa Esplin like how lucky what a cool opportunity how in the world did did you get that job and I just I was like I literally made it up like it was not something that existed she wasn't looking for an assistant I totally made up the job but because I wasn't scared to ask for it 
I was able to get that opportunity and working with her was the best. You know, I learned so, so much about the industry and about working with clients and about licensing and all kinds of things that never would have happened. And also we're great friends. Like it's a wonderful friendship that we've been able to have. And I, I really do consider her a, a wonderful friend. And, and again, that's just something that wouldn't have happened without just asking for it. And I think that is the biggest thing you can do is just ask for things. And if people say no, like big deal, what, what did it hurt? You know, you're still in the same position as you would have been, but if they say yes, then you have all these great opportunities. So I'm a big believer in that. So in my senior year of being at UVU in school, I got an email from UVU's marketing department and they asked if I could come meet with them about maybe doing some work. And I have to admit, I was very, very skeptical at first because I, you know, I figured that oh, they know I'm a student, they want me to do work for free, and I'm a big believer in not doing work for free. Like, I had, I had turned down UVU actually on other projects because they wanted me to work for free, and I thought, I'm not doing that. And so I kind of wasn't, wasn't really expecting much going into this meeting, <laughs> but when I went to meet, it wasn't just one person from the marketing department, it was like the whole marketing department all around a table. I was like, oh, this is actually legit and they told me that they had this idea for the 2020 uvu marketing campaign and that they had seen a project i had done earlier which i mean i could talk all day about that too the the power of doing passion projects on the side that you care about that then lead to getting that type of work that's a whole nother story um, but they had seen this project I did called People of Provo, and they said, we love that project, we love what you did, we love how you featured these people in this, like, we want to do that same thing for UVU, we want to hire you to design the UVU 2020 marketing campaign. I was like, what? Because it wasn't even just a part of the campaign, it was like the whole thing. They wanted me to design the logo, and the building wraps, and the web design stuff, and like social media posts, like everything. It was amazing, I couldn't believe it. And so of course I was like, yeah, and we talked about pricing, and we talked about all this stuff, and then as I was leaving, they, they asked me, they were like, okay, so, uh, like, do, do video calls work better for you? Like, or do you live close by? Is it easy for you to come to UVU? And, and I said, well, yeah, I'm here every day. Like, I can come in between class or after class. And, and they were like, wait a minute, you go here? I was like, well, yeah. And so they had no idea I was a student, right? They had no clue that I was a UVU student. They thought I was graduated or, or something. And so when they found that out, of course, they were super excited they were like, oh my gosh, you're doing all this great stuff and you're still a student. And so when they found that out, they actually made me part of the campaign. So they put me up on a billboard. <laughs> I was able to, you know, paint some murals and stuff that actually involved me. I was able to interview as part of the project. It was really, really cool. Um, but I think the thing that's important with that is that, again, like if you're doing art, nobody really cares if you have that degree, not to say the degree isn't important, but the knowledge that you gain is, uh, what people care is if you can work hard and you're good to work with and you have that portfolio. And, and so they had no idea that I was a student, but it didn't matter. Like they wanted to hire me because they liked the work I was doing and, and because they could see that I could make, yeah, work that was cohesive and that looked good and that had a good style. And that's how I was able to get that opportunity. And, and I'm still working with them now. And it's it's been great. You know, we've been able to make this huge campaign and roll it out. And it's been so fun to see my work on billboards and, you know, on the whole side of the parking garage and all kinds of things. But again, it just wouldn't have come without doing the work while in school so that by the time I was graduating, I already had all these opportunities and was already able to be working full-time freelance. I've been working full-time as a freelance, actually for a year. I went, I quit my other design job last June, so it's been exactly one year 
since I've been doing freelance for myself and it's been really awesome. I love doing it. So one thing some people know about me, some people don't, it is the fact that I've had cancer on and off since I was 14. So when I was freshman in high school, I found out I had Hodgkin's lymphoma in my neck. And you know, that's not really something a 14 year old wants to find out, but I did the chemo and the radiation and you know, it was pretty terrible, but I think right then from the beginning, I had decided, well, I'll go back a little bit. So when I was probably 12 or 13, I remember seeing the movie My Sister's Keeper, which if you've ever seen that movie, there's a girl in it who she's a teenager and she has cancer and she is literally the worst. I remember watching the movie. I think you're supposed to feel bad for her watching the movie. I think that's the way the writers intended it. But I remember watching it and being like, that girl is the worst. Like just because you have cancer, you can't treat everybody like trash and be whining and moping around all the time. Like what is wrong with this girl? And I remember actually thinking when I was, you know, 12 or whatever like if I ever had cancer or a life-threatening disease like I would never be like that girl she's the worst and so <laughs> what well, little did I know I would actually get it a couple years later but when I got it like I remember pretty early on thinking like okay I am not gonna be like that like I'm not gonna sit around and be mopey and just be a real pain in the butt to everybody like that is not the way to do this and so it was terrible like having cancer and doing chemo and all that was terrible but I pretty much decided from the beginning that I wasn't really going to let it stop me and I never missed a day of school I didn't miss a day of work <laughs> you know I I did everything and it was it was really really hard but but the thing is um you you can't really choose the stuff that happens to you right we all know that we all have problems and everyone has them right cancer's not harder than having your parents go through a divorce or losing a child like there's tons and tons of problems that everybody has but we kind of get to pick if we want to let that run our life and define us or if we want to run our life and I decided I was going to run my life and so I really didn't let it slow me down or change anything uh, but you know I did the whole thing I lost my hair I you know, whatever lost the eyebrows did that whole shebang anyway I got better and two years later, it came back. So when I was 16, came back, had to do the whole thing over again. It was way worse the second time. And it was hard. But again, I had already decided that I didn't really want that to, to be who I was. You know what I mean? As soon as anyone finds out you have cancer, it, it gets really old. Because it's the whole thing of like, oh, you're so brave. You're so whatever. Like, I can't believe it. And it's like, no, everybody's got problems, right? But the thing that you can do is you can either choose, like, if that problem is going to be who you are. Or if you're just going to, I mean, r really just get over it and move on and live your life, you know? And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And so, again, I had it when I was 16 and it went away. And then three years later, when I was serving a mission in Alabama, it came back a third time. And I still have it. I've had it ever since then. And it's one of those things right now, you know, like I have my hair. I have, I have actually am feeling really well comparatively. And so people would never, ever know. Um... But I just think that in some ways it is important because I think I think having cancer or having any kind of problem is, is just like anything else, right? You can let it run your life or you can run your life. And I think I've always been running my life, you know, just the same thing with like deciding I wanted to do art full time and making it happen. I think it's it's really all the same, right? You can let external circumstances control your life or you can control your life. I think that kind of ties in everything that's going on right now too like with this coronavirus and stuff I know so many people who are who are like oh I can't 
you know, I can't make art or I can't do this or I can't do that because of the coronavirus. And it's like, guess what? Whether it's the coronavirus or whether you have cancer or whether, you know, you get hit by a car, like there's always going to be something going wrong in your life, no matter what. Like, I guarantee it. You know, the same thing, too. And people say like, oh, I don't have time for that right now because I'm in school or I don't have time for that right now because I have a baby. It's like there's always going to be lots and lots of reasons why you shouldn't be doing something or why you think you can't do something but the fact is if you want to do it you have to figure out a way to make it happen and so whether or not that's because you have cancer or some other problem like it's really up to you to decide if you're gonna let that thing run your life or if you are gonna run your life and I just kind of decided I wasn't gonna let cancer run my life and I still have it um personally I kind of feel like I'm always gonna have it I don't really know if I'll ever get better But that doesn't really matter because everyone's got something going on and I've made a really great life for myself. So my job, I I guess technically, it's it's really fun because I'm a hand lettering artist. Like that's that's the main vein of what I do. And the really great thing about hand lettering is that it really straddles the world of design and illustration, right? Because technically it is a form of illustration. It's it's drawing with your hands and creating something rather than combining pre-existing elements so it is a form of illustration but it is very much designy so I'm a hand lettering artist but it totally straddles illustration and design and and sometimes I get to do projects that are just illustration and I get to do projects that are just design so it's a lot of fun it's always lots of variety there's always something different going on um it's been a great job I've been able to do work for clients all over the United States when I was 20 I got a, no, maybe I was 19. I think I was, it was the summer I was 19. I was about to turn 20. Um, I got a call from UVU asking if I could teach community ed at UVU. So community ed are are pretty much classes that anyone can take. (laughs) But you sign up, you know, and you take the class and it's four or five weeks or whatever. And you get, you know, a certificate saying you took it. And they were asking me if I could teach hand lettering at UVU and I was like yeah sure totally I can do that and the lady Delena she runs community education at UVU she was like yeah we we heard about you and we saw your portfolio like it looks really great we're really excited and I was like great and so I showed up to the meeting one day it was like the the teacher training meeting or something and it's all these people who were you know in their 40s to their 70s and I walked in and <laughs> and they're like are you are you lost are you a student are you looking for a class I was like oh no I'm, I, I teach community ed and they were like what because I was younger than than everybody there and (laughs) so they gave me the job and it was so funny because I I still teach there I've taught that class for three years now and I'm always the youngest person in the class I don't think there's ever been a, a person younger than me taking the class but I'm the teacher and I do a really good job like not to brag but I get great reviews um and it just goes to show again like if you make good work and you're willing to do the work and put yourself out there, like, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I mean, it does matter. If you're a dentist, like, you better have that degree, right? There's certain things. But in art, like, what really counts is being willing to do the work and to put yourself out there. I had an experience once that I thought was really, really interesting. So, in the illustration program, uh, they had this meeting for everyone who was who was in the illustration program. It was this mandatory meeting? So go to this meeting. There's probably like 90 people there or something. We're all sitting in the auditorium, and the program director of the illustration program at UVU he gets up, but he's got this PowerPoint, and he's like, 
only 5% of people that graduate with an illustration degree actually end up doing illustration. And he was like, and so you know what that means? It means you all need to learn how to draw better. And I remember sitting there and being like, well, that's not true at all. Because there's so many people at UVU in my program who are way better artists than I was. Um, and there were people who were graduated that I knew who were way better artists than I was, and all of them were not doing illustration. And the reason behind that is not that they're not good at drawing, but it, but it's because they weren't good at marketing themselves, at budgeting, at running a business, <laughs> you know, because freelance and doing art, it is a business. And it's just like I said at the very, very beginning, I grew up watching people in my own family doing art and I understood that it was a business right and that it's not just learning how to draw like you have to be able to draw right and you have to be able to produce good work but at the end of the day like if you want to be a freelancer you have to know business you have to know marketing you have to know time management there's all these other things and that was something that that really honestly the the program at UVU wasn't teaching they weren't teaching all of that and so there were all these people graduating and I don't believe that the reason that they weren't working in the field is because they didn't have the drawing skills it was because they didn't have the people skills and they didn't have the you know the business sense and so that was another really interesting thing is that while I was at UVU um, I took a bunch of marketing classes and they did not apply to my degree <laughs> and I had people asking me all the time they're like why in the world are you paying to take these classes because I wasn't on scholarship or anything I worked full-time and I paid for school as I went so that I wouldn't be in any kind of debt and they were asking me they're like why are you paying to take these extra classes and I said well because the whole point of coming to school isn't just to take classes that are going to complete a degree, right? The whole point of coming to school is to take classes that are going to help you in life. And so if there were classes that were part of the art degree that I didn't feel like were going to be useful, I would figure out a way to not take them. And if there were classes that weren't related to art at all, like marketing and business classes, but that I felt would really help me, I took them. I also took like a coding class that I could learn how to code my own website. And I use that all the time. And so I think that's really important just when you're in school, like don't just take the classes that other people have made a list and said, Hey, this is what's going to help you in life. Like take what is really going to help you. And if that means extra work and extra money, like that's why you're there is to work and to learn so do that work and, and take the classes that are actually going to be helpful for you and they're going to help you down the line and that's what I did and I don't know I guess it worked okay but my business is type affiliated hand lettering and design um, my website is typeaffiliated.com my instagram is at typeaffiliated I am Doug Gardner and this has been the people in their work podcast music by Christopher Weiss Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge stained glass exhibit by Holdman Studios.